In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the internationally acclaimed OGGN HSE podcast heard in over 100 countries. If you appreciate this podcast, reach out to us and let us know and let us know about some of the content you might like to hear on the podcast and thank and support our sponsor, Anderson Hauser. Anderson Hauser is a global leader in measurement instrumentation services and solutions for industrial process engineering. They serve many industries across the globe, including a focus in oil and gas. Anderson Hauser, the people for process automation. Today we have on the show Jason Newenhouse. Jason is the EHS manager for Red Bluff Resources out of Oklahoma City. Is that right, Jason? Yes, sir. Well, Jason, thanks for coming on the show. This is a little inside baseball. We're just waiting for another shoe to drop. Uh, this is our fourth or fifth attempt to try and record this podcast. So it must, we've entitled the podcast Valuable Insights. I know from what we've gone through already and trying to get the recordings out before, I know that we're definitely going to have some valuable insights. And for all of you listening out there, this is, I've told the story before, I think, about the MBA students. And one of their topics was to discuss effective business presentations. And so they got to talking about using PowerPoint. And they got to discussing, you know, how you should put together a PowerPoint slide and how many how many points one slide should have. And, and they couldn't come to an agreement on it. So they called a professor and they said, how many points should a good PowerPoint slide have? And the professor said at least one. And if you've been to a lot of presentations like I have with PowerPoint presentations, a lot of times they're just they're pointless. But I know we're going to have more than one one good point here on on this show so you're going to want to listen to it but you're going to also want to be listening for the foot to drop with the luck we've had over the past two or three weeks you know sit on the edge of your seat and wait for the explosion to happen here so we're going to really keep our fingers crossed because we have another special guest that we want to introduce at this time in fact jason i'm going to let you introduce her because she's in your, your office right now. We tried to do this remotely like we normally do between all three of us, and that was another technical issue that we had. But Jason, why don't you introduce Laura for us? Sure. I've got Laura right in my office. Laura is in charge of completions, safety, and workover safety for Devon Energy. Laura and I have worked together on and off on various projects at different companies, and we work together very closely when I worked at Devon Energy as well. Okay, so let's start right there. And in fact, Laura, one of the reasons we initially had problems trying to, to get this podcast recorded, she was out on location somewhere in the bowels of New Mexico, I think, weren't you, Laura? That's correct. Without a workover rig. And this, all this high-tech technology, it just it just won't work on mobile hotspot. So, Laura, you, you actually spend most of your time out in the field, right? Definitely lately. We've been pretty busy picking up and onboarding racks and drilling rigs as well as some workover as well. It's been busy, but good. Okay, so so Jason, let's go back to you for just a second and then we're gonna segue into to Laura. You have kind of a 
an interesting career. You're now the EHS manager for Red Bluff Resources, but you've been in this field for what, over 20 years? Yes, sir. I got out of college at Oklahoma State in 1999. I've worked in oil and gas manufacturing, consulting, now back to oil and gas, which hopefully barring any market-related swings, I'll stay in for the rest of my career. Well, we certainly wish you luck on that. So you started off you started off in HSE for an oil and gas company, but then you moved off into other industries, right? Yes, sir. I actually made a made a foray into human resources, which I turned tail and ran from as quickly as possible. <laughs> But one of the valuable insights that we're going to talk about on on this show today is you learn from, I guess not, I hate to use these terms that have become cliches, you know, thinking outside the box, you know, you know, thinking outside the box, that phrase is no longer thinking outside the box, you know, but seeing other industries besides oil and gas, that gave you kind of a broader perspective on HSE, correct? Yes, sir. The interesting thing about health and safety and environmental, you kind of lump those all together, is that regardless of what industry you're in, regardless of what company you work for, nobody, if if you're working for a company that's worth anything, nobody wants to see their employees injured. Nobody wants to see their contractors injured. Nobody wants to see the environment harmed. And by and large, we have a good network to work together to solve some of the problems so we each don't have to go through the same thing over and over. Yeah. And so by reaching out and taking advantage of, of other people's experiences, you know, what's that old, that old saying, the young man went up to the old guy who was, you know, very successful and everybody looked up to him. And the young guy asked the old guy said, how did you get so how did you get so wise, you know, and how do you have such good judgment? He said, well, that comes son, from experience. He said, well, where do you get the experience? He said, from all your bad judgment. <laughs> so I've been very fortunate in my career to have people to lean on when I had a question. And that really has benefited me more than more than you could ever imagine. In fact, I think that's actually going to segue us into bringing Laura back into the discussion here in just a second. But Jason, you had something happen very early in your career that I think had a profound effect upon you. I'd like for you to, to share it with the audience because I think it's another valuable insight. Sure. One of the biggest things that sticks out oftentimes, whether you're at a seminar or at a conference or what have you, Somebody will ask about what's one of your biggest memories from safety and health. And mine came about two weeks on the job. I graduated from Oklahoma State in 1999 and went to work for a small drilling company in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And one of the, we had eight rigs and and there was a floor hand that was washing the rig off with the water hose. And the water hose was such that it got tangled around the rotary table and in doing so, wrapped the floor hand up in the hose, which caused his head to hit the derrick as the rotary table went around. And the hard hat that he was wearing took the first two blows, and his head took the third one before the driller could get there and get the rotary table shut down. And I worked for a safety director at that time, 
and the safety director went with the employee to the hospital. And, and my job was to go pick his wife up and take her. And, you know, at this time, I'm 23, 24 years old. And this is before cell phones. I think I might have had a bag phone, but it costs like $17 a minute to talk on it. So I had to uh, I had to go pick her up, explain to her what happened and take her to the hospital. And that was so impactful to me because here was a young girl about my same age who neither of us had any idea if her husband was going to be alive or not when we got to the hospital. And, you know, just the just the look on her face, the fear, the unknown, that really pushed me to want to do everything I can to not be in a situation like that again, where somebody's concerned about their loved one. And I'm the one that is taking them to, to see him and, and the fact that they're injured. And that definitely paints a perspective that all of us need to operate from. And we've talked many times on this show. One of the biggest problems in HSE is the problem of, first of all, not just complacency, but not having a perspective on this could happen to me. And it's it's important that I do everything that I can to prevent it from happening to me. So, Jason, back to the idea of leaning on other people and reaching out to other HSE professionals and learning about their experiences, just like the experience from you that you, you just shared. So, one of your other, let's boil it down to, to a word, you're big into the concept of mentoring. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I have been very, very fortunate in my career to have people that I can look up to from an EHS standpoint, and, and actually translates into my personal life. You know, all of us have things that, that we do and want to be successful in, and whether it's being a dad, being a coach, being a husband, there are people in my life that I look up to. And in the EHS field, it's no different. Probably three or four years into my career, I got to know a gentleman by the name of Dennis Cesarotti. And Dennis worked with me. He was a consultant. And he kind of took me under his wing. He was an instructor at NIU and, and owned a consulting firm up on the outskirts of Chicago. And the advantage of having a mentor And when you truly look at it from a mentor, that's not somebody that does something for you. That's somebody that guides you. And Dennis was the kind of guy that I'd call him with an issue and he wouldn't tell me how to do it. He would ask me questions until I figured out how to do it on my own. And that was so valuable to me because it forced me to work through a problem and get to the answer that he thought I needed to get to anyway, but do it on my own. And, you know, he kind of guided my career. He helped me when I had, you know, an issue with, hey, should I change jobs? This person reached out to me. What do you think? There's always somebody that has been through what you've been through and is is really good to talk about it, but you've got to have the wherewithal to reach out and talk to it. And, you know, Dennis passed away 10, 15 years ago, and that's something I'll never forget him. I would not be where I am today without him, but that's that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about trying to help people that are newer in their career and even people that are older in their career. I mean, I, there's still, I've been doing this 20 years. There's people that are younger than I am that I go and ask advice from, and there's people older. It, it doesn't matter 
age, it matters experience. So let's talk about Laura and her mentorship. So she was part of my team when I worked at Devon, and I had 10 people that worked for me there, part of our corporate EHS group. And Laura came to us as an administrative assistant, and she had drive, she had passion, and she took a marketing degree and stacked on top of that an advanced master's degree in EHS because she was so passionate about what she was doing. And she came in my office one day and said, I want to I want to do more. I want to understand how I can progress in this field and I'll do whatever I have to do. So we sat down, we had a quick meeting with my VPs, some HR folks and talked about it. And one of the things that Laura didn't have when she came to Devon was time in the field. And she said, I will go anywhere and do anything. And that anywhere and anything took her to the garden spot of Artesia, New Mexico, to be a drilling EHS professional for us. Yeah. And for those, let me interrupt you right there, because since we do have an international audience, just in case you don't know, Jason was being very tongue in cheek when he made the reference to the garden spot of Artesia, New Mexico. I think if you're from Carlsbad, Artesia is a garden spot. <laughs> that's, that's, that could that could be that could be a good point. <laughs> but anyway, so Laura had drive and determination, and I had established with Stephanie Schrader. She was with the Oklahoma City chapter of the ASSP. We had come up with a mentorship program, and our very first class we had. Six mentees and six mentors. Those six mentors were were chosen very, very intelligent people in the EHS community around Oklahoma City. And fortunately, I knew Laura well enough that I was able to partner her with somebody that had a lot of drive and passion for EHS, very much a, a strong personality like Laura in that they were determined to do what it took to keep people safe. And that's really the big reason I asked Laura to, to be on here with me today is she has continued to grow her career. And even what, five years later, still regularly communicates with the person that was her mentor. Okay. So Laura, let's, let's bring you in here now, except first of all, Jason, tell us what ASAP is. ASSP, it used to be the American Society of Safety Engineers. They have since changed it to the American Society of Safety Professionals. And is this a national, international organization? I know it's national. It could be international. Okay. And I'm sure you can just Google that on on the website and, and find out about it. But that mentorship program that they put together with you guys in Oklahoma City, that may be available in other parts of the country or other parts of the world. So, Laura, tell us about yourself and tell us about the day in the life of Laura Wright as EHS person for Devon. Well, good morning. And I first have to say thank you to Jason for the kind words. He's always been very supportive and, and a great leader for me. And he's absolutely right. My, I came into the EHS group with a totally different background. I had never, I'd never been exposed to health and safety and oil and gas before. I had a, as Jason mentioned, more marketing, advertising, public relations background. But I was very fortunate during that time that we all worked together to be surrounded by 
quite a few professionals and leaders that were just very passionate about safety. And, and it was frankly an infectious passion, I think, and just working with people that truly cared and it went far beyond. It wasn't a, just a job for anybody on that team, I don't think. I think everybody really saw a lot of personal ownership and what they were doing and, and it was infectious. So I did, as Jason mentioned, go back and do a master's degree the company paid for, which I was very fortunate to be in that situation and, and definitely recommend for others out there trying to grow their career. If your company does offer to pay for all or part of a degree, take advantage of that because it's an excellent benefit. So did that. And then, as Jason mentioned, moved out to the field really to, I felt that was the most appropriate return on investment for the company for the degree that they had paid for to really round that experience out. I felt like it was it was a good move and a necessary move to spend time in the field. So I did that, lived in, as Jason mentioned, beautiful New Mexico for a couple of years, primarily supporting drilling, and then took a promotion while I was out there to be the business unit supervisor for the area. And then shortly after that, came back to Oklahoma City and took a manager role in our corporate function again, supporting U.S. So it, again, blessed with a lot of great opportunities and, and really surrounded from the beginning in my career, I've been very fortunate just to be surrounded by a lot of great, great people, peers, leaders, later, even reports, direct and indirect. I mean, I would say top to bottom, just people that are very passionate about what they do. Well, being passionate about it is definitely key. What you said about it, it's, it's got to be more than, than just a job. It's got to be something that you take a personal interest in. So one of the valuable insights, I think, that you brought during what you just said there, the fact that you actually have been and still do go out into the field. Sometimes there's this dichotomy between say people out on the rig or, or out on, you know, a completion job or whatever. And then here's the health person, safety person. It's like, they really don't know what my job is and they spend all their time in the office and they don't understand what's going on out here. And I think that really helps when you can have that kind of interaction with, with the field personnel. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I think it's key, especially if you come from a background like mine. I think it's important to admit what you don't know, first of all. And I think that's the, that's where you start, being honest about what you know and what you don't know. And, and then just spending a lot of time with people, like you said, truly doing the work and understanding their job and the scope of their job. And, and frankly, they know the hazards better than anyone and are the best voice for how to how to prevent and mitigate those hazards. So that's a great, valuable insight, admitting what you don't know. And so you interact with, with folks and you let them know you don't know and you get insight from them? Yeah. And frankly, in my case, it's pretty easy because it's pretty obvious looking at me. I didn't rough that kind of rig. <laughs> I'm not exactly the uh, <laughs> <earliest> person. <laughs> so, it, I mean, that always, I joke, but I mean, it does help. It's pretty obvious I didn't actually rough neck myself. So I never, and obviously never pretend I did. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Well, so actually, actually, your your marketing degree probably comes in more handy than folks realize because that's another part of EHS, and that is, you know, being able to get, you know, being able to to sell yourself and being able to market your 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 ideas. That's right. I think the biggest takeaway that I still draw from that background is audience drives content. That's a key principle of marketing, and anytime you're going to do messaging. 
And I think it's important in what we do as well. You have to remember who your audience is in everything you do. Know who your audience is. That's a great point. So, Laura, you have any interesting war stories to tell us? Oh, let's see. What kind of war stories? <laughs> There's quite a few. That's one of the benefits of working in the field. There's, you meet all kinds of characters and some funny, some some sobering. What's one that you can tell us that would, as we conclude this, give us another valuable insight? I'll talk through another mentoring situation. I think in just kind of broadly, and when you are out in the field, it can be very isolating. And you're often by yourself in a truck, driving around side to side and dealing with a variety of different issues or problems day to day. And I think one of the main benefits I've seen just from talking through the concept of mentoring is having a few people you can call. Like Jason said, Jason's one that I will call and talk through. And over the past few years, just like any organization in our industry, we've had quite a bit of change. And it's, it's good to have a few people that you can call that you trust outside of your organization to bounce things off of and ask for advice. And, and Jason's done that for me multiple times, as well as a couple others. And I think that's probably that's broad, more broad than a specific, but there's some trying times for our industry and, and in health and safety specifically. And I think you have to have those people that you can drawn and, and bounce things off of to, to help get through. And it's been incredibly valuable. And I think from both you and Jason, that seems to be the biggest insight. Take advantage of all the opportunities you can to relate to other people. Don't be the lone ranger out there. Don't think you know it all. Don't make the mistake of, of not taking advantage of other people's experiences. And then all of a sudden you get caught in a situation that you could have, have avoided. So Jason and Laura, I'm taking a big, deep breath right there. It looks like we've gotten through this podcast with no more technical issues. Again, I appreciate you both coming on the show today. It's been very interesting. We will be sure to include, speaking of Taking advantage of reaching out to others will include both of your LinkedIn contact information in the show notes so anyone listening can reach out to you. And I want to thank everyone for listening and again remind you that this podcast would not be possible if it were not for our sponsor, Anderson Hauser. Please tell them thank you for sponsoring the show by going to our OGGN Anderson Hauser website, which you can find also a link in the show notes too. And you can register for our monthly giveaway there. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and that contact info you can find in the show notes as well. Finally, you can find in the show notes my LinkedIn contact info where you can message me. As I mentioned at the beginning, please let me know what you're enjoying about the show and suggestions for content that you might like to hear. And if you're looking for a speaker for a conference or meeting, you can contact me about having one from our OGGN Speakers Bureau, including Mark LaCour and yours truly. Please tune in again next week for another episode of Anderson Hauser's Oil and Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Anderson Hauser is your reliable U.S.-based and international partner for measurement instrumentation services and solutions. We are your people for process automation. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like us on LinkedIn, and use all of your social networking to tell your friends about us. And now here's Savannah. We'll see you next time. Hey, everybody. It's Savannah from OGGN, and here are the events on deck for July 2021. This month, we have five events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our events newsletter. 
We send it out every month, and it includes more info about the events I talk about here. We even include events that occur two months ahead of time, so if you're always interested in staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. This month, OGGN will be hosting our monthly happy hour at the Cannon in Houston, Texas on July 29th. Our June happy hour was a hit, so if you weren't there for the June one, we hope to see you there this month at our July happy hour. At this event, you'll be able to meet some of OGGN's hosts and network with other oil and gas industry professionals, all while enjoying great food and drinks. Don't forget that it's on July 29th. Other than OGGN's events, we have two in-person and two online events. First up, we have our two in-person events. The first one being the Doug Permian and Eagle Ford Conference at the Fort Worth Convention Center from July 12th to July 14th. And the next in-person event is the SPE International Data Science Convention at the Norris Convention Center in Houston, Texas on July 8th. Next, we have our two online events. The first being a Cognite webinar titled, From Buzzwords to Boardrooms, What Energy Leaders Really Think About the Transition Towards True Sustainability. And that's on July 8th from 11.30 to 12.30. And lastly, we have the US Africa Energy Forum, which is online on July 12th. If you have any questions about these events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for July. I hope you guys have a great month and thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.